everybody to another exciting episode in the CBU Quantum Network. I'm your producer, Claudia Pureco, and today is the day you've been eagerly waiting for. Get ready to embark on a remarkable journey towards optimal soul as we proudly present the debut of the incredible Bobby Mayo Clark. Our opening song features Hikari by Cyclone, albums and singles available in all music stores and platforms. Our shows are held on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment, to participate on our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. Rod Bobby, a renowned health expert and passionate advocate for wellness, is here to empower you to take charge of your own well-being. In today's fast-paced world, where health is more important than ever, Bobby understands the significance of equipping individuals with the knowledge and tools they need to live vibrant and fulfilling life. But here is the best part. You can be an active participant in the show. We invite each and every one of you to join us in this transformative experience and to put in your calendar her next shows with us. So let's light up the candles, raise the toast to your well-being, and make your day truly unforgettable experience in our show. And join us as we together welcome Bobby to our show and to the to lead a wellness together. Hey Bobby, welcome. Hey Claudia, thank you for having me today. Yeah, I thank you. Buddy. I am very, I am equally um, excited and scared, and so um, I'm gonna. I want to start right off the bat, um, begging grace from everybody who might happen to hear this, but I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so, so when we started to create this show together with Bobby and her vision, it is that there is so much to say about health and wellness and coaching people towards an optimal health. So where do we even start, right, Bobby? It's like it is a paramount of areas that Bobby can help us with. And Bobby, you have had more than 30 years of experience in health, and there is a a particular journey that you have come through and inspired you to embark on a career in health and wellness. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, sure. My my journey is definitely, and I just heard this phrase the other day, and I I loved it. um, It was pain to passion. Um, one of those pain to passion journeys, but um, I my 
nursing is actually my second career. My first career was human resources. So I've always been a people person. I've always been a people person. I've always been that person that was um, helping and trying to help. And I do believe that that is, I am one of those people in this world. I'm, I'm one of the helpers. And um, I started, when I started nursing school, I was working a couple jobs. I had my child at home. One of my kids were, was grown, but the other one was still at home. And I had a husband, and I was really, really busy, and I, it was hard. It was hard. Nursing school was probably the hardest thing I ever did. But through all of that, um, the day that I finished classes, like the very next day, I started developing all these symptoms. And so I'm trained traditionally. Keep that in mind. So I started developing all these symptoms. And over the next several years, I saw, I think it was nine different specialists. and. Um, None of them, literally one of them said, I have no idea why you're here. Um, and, I mean, if, if you've ever been sick and you don't know why you're sick and people that you're looking to for answers are saying, I have no idea why you're here, um, you understand that frustration. And so it brought home to me, I, was, I remember being on the phone with one of them demanding a specific blood work. Um, that I had been researching because no one was helping me. So I started looking for answers myself. And um, I, I remember I literally was throwing a fit on the phone with this person. And so they did do that blood work, which didn't turn out to be anything. But I think that moment was the moment that I realized that we are responsible for running the show. And the power, we have the power to help ourselves be well. So fast forward through the next couple of years, I found out I did have, I had a diagnosis. It was an autoimmune disorder. And um, I found a doctor who was willing to be a partner with me. And I said, here's what I want to do. And he said, here's what I want to do. So we met in the middle and we made it work. And so now if you look at me, you can't tell that I have this autoimmune disorder and I keep it very well on the back burner, but it's because I understand that I'm running this show. And so in running this show, it helps you to realize this show is your wellness, your health, okay, your life. And we are born into this world healthy and well. And, yeah, we may have a, gene a genetic predisposition to certain things. Like a lot of people tell me that, well, you know, my dad was diabetic and my mom was diabetic and, and I just know I'm going to be diabetic. And I'm like, mm, not so much because, yeah, you've got the genetic predisposition, no doubt about that. But if you don't do the behaviors that turn those genes on, then you're most likely not going to have diabetes because your body comes into this world with a perspective of wellness, with all the tools that it needs to be well. That is its natural inclination. That's the natural way of things, to be well and to thrive. And our world, the world that we live in, um, doesn't support us in that. And um, we usually end up messing it up. So through our actions and our choices and our decisions. Did all of that make sense, Claudia? It does. You know, I okay. I, I love I love when you say that because I think we all have been in that boat. And I I remember also in my own life, in that moment where you have some symptoms, whatever it is, I when I that happens to me, I get into fear mode. 
I feel like my life is over. I'm going to be like this forever. And then you're right. When you research your symptoms or when you talk with doctor and they just give you a pill to me, and I don't, I'm not against pills or anything, but to me, it feels, okay, so do I have to do this for the rest of my life? This is not me. And usually mm-hmm. that's what propels me into a journey of self-help. Exactly. Exactly. And and so, I mean, I, I'm not a, a basher of doctors. As I said, I'm traditionally trained. I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. I'm, I work as a nurse and a health coach now. Um, so I'm not a basher of doctors. I um, am a basher of the medical system overall because it has become such a um, profit over people situation. And um, folks who have no idea really struggle in that because they don't understand that, you know, there's really no need for this test because they know what they're going to do. They're just doing this test so that they can bill you for it. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But it is something, I mean, I learned through that experience that, some of the things that I had done research on and sought out places to find these modalities um, really, really helped me to marry the um, traditional medicines prescription for helping me return to health. It, I married that with my efforts on the other side, which included um, functional medicine and lifestyle medicine and energy medicine. So, you know, it's, it's a never-ending quest for um, knowledge, and it's really, honestly, I believe that it's taken us back to our innate understanding of who we are and how we're supposed to be. Um, so, yeah, I do use medicine. I use supplements. Um, I use meditation. I use lights and sound, and you know, but it all helps me to be well. And I think probably the thing that I want everybody to remember today really truly with this first stumbling attempt at a podcast on my part, not on Claudia's. Claudia's very skilled in this. Um, But on my part, I think I just really want to, probably the thing I'm most passionate about is helping everybody to connect into the truth that you you came here to be well and to have a, a joyous, wonderful life. And you may have been handed... Um, some genetic predispositions that are intimidating. But there are ways that we can modulate that and mediate that and help you to have the most joyous, wonderful life that you can have. Um, So that's the thing I want everybody to remember and to realize that you're running the show. You're running, ultimately, you're running the show. A doctor is a member of your team and a tool in your toolbox. And your toolbox can have all kinds of things in it. And it doesn't matter if anybody else thinks they're valuable or effective. If it works for you, caveat there, a little bit of caveat, you know, as long as it's not hurting other people, you know, um, you don't want to be harming anyone and you don't want to be crazy and and go against natural um, laws of physiology and biology. But you know, you got to assemble your toolbox, and that's your responsibility. It's your responsibility, and you kind of have to be obnoxious about it sometimes. So, what do you mean by obnoxious about it? In advocating for it, um, I can tell you in my own family. I um, I'm, I come from West Virginia, 
and we are we being my family and the people around me the people that i knew and know still they're not healthy eaters okay the vegetables that we ate and my grandmother was a huge gardener she always raised the garden but these were the vegetables that we ate potatoes corn and green beans those were the vegetables every once in a while my mom would make a salad and she used iceberg lettuce which really has no nutritional value and she would mix so much a miracle whip in it and put tomatoes mm-hmm. And I loved it. I loved it. But if you look at there was no nutritional value. And, you know, so those were my vegetables that I grew up with. And whenever I got sick, um, I'm just I had rheumatoid arthritis. So whenever I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, anybody who's ever suffered with anything like that understands the massive pain that's involved in it. And literally at, at one point I told my husband, if this is the rest of my life, I'm not interested in it because I couldn't. I couldn't shift positions without crying out in pain. I would wake myself up crying in the middle of the night. It was awful. So one of my doctors, chiropractor, said, you know, she was also a lifestyle medicine practitioner and a functional medicine practitioner. She said, you know, there's a lot you can do with your diet to help this. Now, I was fresh out of nursing school, and I knew everything. And um, I all but rolled my eyes in her face, but I was in such dire straits and so desperate for some kind of relief that if she'd said, if you eat from the cat litter box, it'll help you, I'd have, I'd have tried it. And that is the truth. So um, I, I listened to what she told me. My husband got on board with me. And we, it was, looking back at it now, it was really funny because it was like we were going to starve if we went out shopping on Saturday because we had such a bag of vegetables and fruit it with us that we could eat because you know if you tell somebody sorry all the drive throughs are closed that does away with the convenience of not having to grab something before you leave the house you know you just run through there and eat it well people think that's okay but there's no value in that and as a matter of fact it's so harmful one fast food meal can cause up to four hours of inflammation and inflammation equals pain okay so for definitely two, 30 to 60 days, we were like, we were crazy. My husband was working a lot of extra duty jobs in, in, at the grocery store. He was a, he's a retired officer. And he would call me and say, hey, I'm reading this label, and this doesn't have this or this or this, all the things that I was avoiding. And he'd bring it home, and we would try it. So in that amount of time, we changed the way we ate. And in, within just a couple months, my pain was gone. My swelling was gone. My hands had been so swollen that they cracked. Changing how we ate. I mean, it, it, is, it is the source of everything. Everything you put in your mouth, you're either making a choice for health and longevity or disease and death. And that needs to be another thing that you remember from today's call because I'm really, really passionate about that. So in West Virginia, we had corn, green beans, and um, potatoes. Two of those three are starchy. Guess how many people have diabetes that are in my family? And, you know, it's so it's, and I don't. Now, it's something that I struggle with because I do have the genetic predisposition. So I'm always very mindful and just recently made changes again. And, you know, it's another thing. You're never going to find that level, that plateau where you reach a level of perfect health and you could say, okay, now I can rest on my laurels. You're a living being. You're a living organism. Things change. You age. The, the, 
the, the stuff in the air that you're breathing changes, the stuff in the food that you're eating changes. So it's, ne- it's a never-ending quest to maintain um, an optimal level of health. But it should be something that you enjoy. I mean, I, 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 and I think I lost my way on this. I don't think I'm answering your question. But whenever I say be obstinate about it, be obnoxious about it, in my family, my husband likes to eat out a lot. He likes to eat drive through food. And that was the deal when we first started this, when I was first sick. I'd say, I don't care what you eat when you're out of here. Just don't bring it home because I was in that mode of eliminating a lot of that stuff. And it's no longer a big deal to me. I don't, you know, if you brought donuts in, I would just really feel sorry for you, really, truly. That's the truth because I would kind of be like, oh, they don't know. Um, And I might think that "Mm, that might taste good, okay? But I know that it's so bad that it wouldn't really make me eat it. But I would also be mad because in my mind, it's disrespectful. Um, So, you know, now if you did it and you didn't know that, that we were trying to do better in this house, I wouldn't be mad. But if it's my husband, it's another thing. You know, I do get mad. Um, but I am obnoxious about the types of food that we cook um, because he, his, his addiction to fast food went away for many years, and he has in the past two years allowed it to come back in. And it is an addiction. Understand that. It's not something that you really, really can control. Um, if you tell yourself, oh, I'd only do it once a week, you're addicted to it. And the, the food industry has done that to you. It's not something to be ashamed of. You're not weak. The food industry has created the perfect combination of sugar, salt, and fat so that you really, it'll get you and it'll keep getting you over and over and over on a bigger and bigger um, level, I guess is the word I'm looking for. So. So I am obnoxious about it. I'm obnoxious about the, the foods, the types of foods that I have in the house. I'm real worried about next week. My mom's coming to visit. Um, when she came the last time, I made stuffed shells, and they're delicious. They are not stuffed shells, um, stuffed peppers, and because um, we don't do a lot of pasta because of the carbs. And um, when she came in before she even tried it, I'm I don't want any of that. And I, I was. So I was a little obnoxious, and I said, you're going to try it. And we all sat down kind of awkwardly, and now she has my sister-in-law make them for her because she loves them. So you see what I'm saying? You need to be a little obnoxious in establishing a boundary around it and standing up for your own wellness so that the people around you can benefit, but they can also honor the fact that you're making that choice for yourself. And they're not trying to sabotage it. So there, it was a very long answer. Did it get back around, Claudia? <laughs> yes, I think that's right. But you're so right about most of the things that you say, if not all, is that uh, I find that usually when you're talking about your health, it's, and we are not in health, it's usually because we have falling into one of our addictions. And we each have one uh, different addiction to things or to food or to activities. It's just that we don't call them addictions. We, we think that addiction is only to drugs or to alcohol or to those big things. But uh-huh. I can see how in, in our lives you can be addicted to TV or you can be addicted to just like you mentioned, uh, junk food, or mm-hmm. 
Don't you the idea that to relax, to be relaxed, oh, I need a little um, whiskey on my hand so I can relax. Or I need a little piece of chocolate because I'm, it's now my, it's time to watch TV and I usually have chocolate with TV. Or when I wake up in the morning and I want coffee, well, it has to be with a pastry. So we start doing all of these um, unhealthy habits that become mm-hmm. addictive. And then we come to you as a wellness coach and we, and we ask you, hey, Bobby, what are some typical or some um, recommendations you do for my health? And what would you tell me first if, I, if I'm your first client? Well, um, always. <laughs> I go for the lowest hanging fruit, okay? Um, the things that are the simplest to do that don't require a whole lot of effort, um, may require a lot of willpower in the beginning, but I'd go for the low-hanging fruit. And depending on what your issue is, now I'm going to tell you the thing that I see the most is is prediabetes. That's the thing I deal with probably the most people who are struggling to keep their A1C under control. And um, so, (laughs) this is funny, Um, the thing that I most often start with is um, liquid sugar. And do you know what liquid sugar is? Okay, I saw that. And juice? Yeah. It's any liquid that has sugar in it. Um, and people don't even, people will think, and you got to be aware of marketing, guys, because um, they will market fruit juice as 100% fruit juice, no sugar added. Well, in an 8-ounce thing of apple juice, I don't know how many apples are in it, but you can bet your tail that you would never sit down and eat that many apples in one sitting. All they've done is they've squeezed out all of the fiber and everything else, and all that's left is the juice. And it's probably eight or ten apples to get an eight-ounce thing of apple juice. So look at all the sugar that you're getting in that. Fruit juice is as bad as a soda, truly. But they market it that it's all natural and 100% fruit juice. And so we got these moms giving it to their kids. Okay, and we're starting these kids thinking that they can't just have water. They have to have something that's got something sweet in it. And we had an eight-year-old in our practice that had fatty liver disease, eight years old. He was getting over 2,000 calories a day in soda, soda. And his family didn't understand the damage they were doing by just allowing him to have the thing that he liked. But he likes it. But they're... I was at a conference, and they said that by 2030, um, these drinks are going to be the number one reason people have to have a liver transplant. Uh-huh. And it used to never be, you didn't really hear liver transplants unless you had an alcoholic. But, you know, these sodas and these fruit juices and these sweet teas and these Arnold Palmers and these lemonades and the alcohol... And, you know, the coffees, my heavenly days, the things at McDonald's, those frappes or whatever they are, I mean, it's just they're so good and they're so addicting and they're so horrible for you. So that, that really, truly is where I usually start. I'm, one of my biggest questions when I sit down with someone is, what are you drinking? Tell me what you drink. And, you know, People crack me up, and this this is a very common thing that I hear too. Well, I have coffee, but I don't put sugar in it. You don't, and I don't do any cream or any sugar. Okay, good. So then we'll keep talking, 
And then a little bit later, I find out, oh, but I, I use honey. I'm just putting a tablespoon of honey. Well, that's sugar. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's better than a lot of the other stuff, but it's still sugar. So liquid sugar is probably the thing that I start with the most when somebody sits down and they're struggling with their A1C. Always the thing that I start, that I start with. And so what does, what role does exercise play in overall well-being? Because I like walking. I don't really like or enjoy gym, although I can do that, and I can do Pilates, and I can do um, yoga. And But sometimes I feel that the stress that the industry also gives you into weights and Pilates and yoga and certain times, like, do we get overwhelmed also about exercise? Is too oh, much yeah. also bad? Or yes. what is your opinion? Yes. Moving your body is very, very important. And I that's been probably the, my weakest area my entire life. Now, as a kid, I, was, I rode horses. I played softball. I played football with the guys. I rode bicycles and jumped ramps, you know, all that stuff. But as an adult, um, when I had my kids, you know, all that stuff kind of stopped because you really don't do that stuff when you're taking care of kids. And for a long, long time, I was not moving much. And my husband is active. He's, he's a hunter, so he's always doing something. Um, but um, I didn't do much. Walking is great. Walking is something that I have um, recently become very devoted to, and I'm daily going and getting probably four miles in, sometimes over four miles in a day. And I'm making that happen every day, and I'm very proud of myself because it is a, it's a discipline. It's a discipline. And, you know, now I would do it occasionally. I have a treadmill. I would go to the basement, and I would walk them, but I wasn't dedicated, and I have become dedicated. But for purposes of, you know, it's, it's good to get your heart rate up. So there, um, there's this lady, her name is Leslie Sansone, and she's, I'm aging myself, but um, she has dvds and youtube videos it's called walk fit and i would use those and she does probably in this winter i'm probably going to switch to that when it gets cold um but she will get your heart rate up if you only do the one mile routine she'll get your heart rate up and she'll keep it up they've like figured it out done the math you know they keep it up for the amount of time that it would take so that it makes that 20 minute session of Walking in place and kicking your feet and so on equal to walking a mile. You're also using more muscles than you do probably than when you're just walking. But, you know, they're finding that um, um, insulin resistance is starting in the big muscles in your legs. And that correlates to how much we sit, okay? So, because um, we're all sitting. We sit in our offices then we go home and we sit on the couch and watch TV. So the sitting is, is they're finding that that's where the insulin resistance begins. So I try to do things to exercise my thighs, like I sit against the wall, you know, um, and or stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down in my ch- over my chair, don't let my tail touch the chair, you know, things like that. Um, muscle, any muscle that you can do. So, yes, Claudia, I'm not a fan of, People going and pounding. I have a friend who ended up having to have a surgery because she was so dedicated to her body pump 
um, exercise at the Y and all, you know, and she was my age and she ended up injuring herself and had to have a surgery. And, you know, I think that you have to follow your urging, the urgings of your body. Your body wants to move. It really does. It enjoys it and it feels good. You know, that, that next day when you do something one day and the next day you have a little bit of pain, not pain, I should say, achiness. That is kind of, in my mind, it's like, yes, you know, what I did yesterday was beneficial. Um, and any toning of your muscles, like even if you use those stretching bands, whatever they're called, I can't remember, resistance bands, thank you. Um, my brain is a little delayed sometimes. Um, <laughs> you want to, anytime you're toning your muscles, you're helping your insulin sensitivity because muscle requires a higher metabolic rate. It also helps you be more sensitive to the insulin, and um, it will help you lose weight, and it will help you maintain weight loss. So anything you do to keep your muscles toned is good. It doesn't require three hours of Pilates a day. It doesn't, you know, yoga is great for more than one, you know, it's, it's got, you got the toning, but you've also got the, um, um, what's the word, I'm focusing and, and introspection, you know, keep it, getting your centering. There you go. I hope people on here understand. I am a menopausal female, so sometimes I can't think of the one word, but I can think of the 40 that go around it, so just bear with me. Sometimes it's a wild ride. Um, so as far as exercise, I subscribe to the notion, as long as you're getting some, yay. As long as you're moving every day and you're not sitting from 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock when you go to bed um, and you're mindful to do things that, increase your muscle tone, and increase your flexibility, I think that's great. If you are somebody who enjoys running, I think that's great. Um, I think it's not good to run for 20 years, 40 years, because I think that it's, there's a lot of pounding that goes into that, and I have also have friends who have a lot of issues with their back. They're old runners, and, you know, it was, they would run for miles every day or every other day, and now they have lots and lots of back pain. And my mission is to get to, because I fully intend to live to near 100, and my mission is to get there without pain and without illness. And that's what I strive to do is to help other people do that same thing. Did that answer that question? Great. Yeah, I'm doing that too, but I'm going to one, 120 years in health. So, yeah, good. That's what you're looking for, 120? 120, but healthy. Now, Absolutely. We have been talking briefly, we have been touching the areas of nutrition and how important that is for our health. We now cover just a brief introduction to moving your body and how important it is. And you are mentioned all of these we have been um, putting just a, you have to listen to your intuition, your body and having balance and equilibrium in your uh, in all of these areas and then we are now moving a little bit into another area where wellness also touches a lot and i guess you have had a lot of um, patients and clients that come to you because they don't feel they have energy they don't feel they sleep enough or they rest when they do sleep have you noticed mm -hmm. the increment in this in your with the, with the practice that you have, and what is it the recommendation that you usually give to your uh, people? So there's a 
this is a yes sleep is huge and I'm recently I'm actually in a circadian rhythm class right now and I'm learning all kinds of things that I did not know um, and so if we do another podcast when we do another podcast I'll probably have more information that I can share around that um, the company Awaken Nation that I'm with they have a wonderful wonderful sleep product that um, I have been using now for two months two months and what it does is it just gently helps you the, the name of it is unwind actually but um, it helps you unwind so that you can achieve that deep sleep because I did not know I, I knew that we had different levels of sleep. You know, everybody's heard rapid eye movement and, and all of that, and you cycle through these different levels throughout the night. Now, this is going to be not an in-depth thing because, as I said, this is I, – I, in the past, before I found this, um, I would help people with cognitive behavioral therapy um, and um, creating a, a sleep routine and all those things are very important. And I can share those with you today as well. Um, this product I do want to just touch on because it had been, before I found this product, I had a little bit of a concoction that I had developed for myself that was working okay. But I'm telling you the truth. This is like, this is, I'm, again, menopausal. So menopause took my sleep. And that's when I learned the frustration of trying to sleep. What an oxymoron. I'm trying to sleep, trying to sleep. That just is, and it's so frustrating. But this product is, it's, it's um, um, hang on, it's, I can't remember that. It's nanotechnology. So you don't even have to like, it doesn't even have to go through your system. You squirt it under your tongue, you lay down, and within five minutes it's working, and you're asleep, and it helps you stay asleep. So, but back to the sleep thing. Sleep is another foundational thing. Just like, you know, I talked about a minute ago, the soda and everything. Of course, I'm switching them to water. Water is a foundational thing. We have to take care of the foundational pieces so that our very, very wise, intelligent body has the parts it needs to create optimal health, okay? So sleep is another one of those foundational things. And as I was saying, those um, levels of sleep, Apparently, the deepest one, and I can't remember it, maybe I can't remember what it's called, so just bear with me. Next time I talk about this, I'll know better. Alpha, beta, delta, gamma. Say it again. Alpha, beta, delta, gamma. So it's gamma. Delta is the deep sleep, but there's, and it may just be delta sleep, but that's when you're literally, is it gamma? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't paid that close attention yet, Claudia. Apparently, you have better than I have. But um, that's when you're, like, clearing out your brain. I mean, it's like if you don't get there, and so many of my clients don't get there. And you know why? Because they sleep with the daggone TV on. It's like, turn that TV off. No, I need it to sleep. No, it's keeping you from sleeping. Um, But people just don't ramp it down. They can't stop. They can't relax and you know I'm learning that the light on our devices and our televisions has a huge impact on our ability to wind down I'm learning that if you have a fight with your friend or your husband or your whatever um, before you go to bed that impacts your ability to wind down so that you get to that deep sleep Um, 
if you're worried about your kids. I mean, how many how many times have we not slept because we were worried about something our kids were going through? Well, did that help our kids? No. All that did was make us not be able to help them more because we were depleted. So um, sleep is a foundational thing that we have to attend to, and we have to treat it as another one of those pillars of optimal health. That is, a, it's a, there's no bargaining. I'm getting my sleep. And I... And I am doing that. I mean, I've always gotten my, but now I'm going to bed at 10. I'm getting up at 6, and I feel so good. I, and it's just so, my friend Kim told me this years ago, okay, she was smarter than me. Um, and she told me, she said, I feel like a million bucks. And I was like, who in the world wants to get up at 10 o'clock? <laughs> so now, you know, here we are 20 years later, and I'm like, oh, she was pretty smart. So, but it is, yes, the product that I'm using is, is again, I love the way it tastes. It's a, you squirt it under your tongue. And um, I told, I'm, it starts out with like eight squirts and now I'm, I only need two because it's work, it works so well. I only need two squirts. I told my husband, I, I have to fight myself every night to just give myself eight squirts because I like <laughs> so now you were at the so, yeah. <laughs> Right. And then I'd be asleep all the next day, you know, so. But, you know, so that is, yes, sleep is another foundational thing that you have to take care of, have to, non-negotiable. And then, uh, so, yes, so if we have a good uh, hydration, so you mentioned something about uh, water. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I learned recently, I read somewhere, and, and also I heard of a woman that is doing infusion in her water. But I remember that when she was doing this infusion with herbs, she mentioned Uh that water in itself is not the same as water with something more, even salt or lemon or an infusion. And I was like, I love my water, my plain water. And I was I was born with the idea that I was the healthiest woman on the world because I drink water. That's my thing. I don't drink soda. I don't like juices. And then I found that, hey, well, guess what? Water doesn't really go into your cell. It needs a little extra. And that was right. fun. Have you heard about that? Absolutely, yeah. And that it was kind of... Um, eye-opening to me as well um, because I've been for years just trying to move people to drink water, just drink water. And I knew that the water that we're drinking was, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to, dead water because it's been processed. And, you know, they put fluoride in it and they put chlorine in it and they've done all these things. And I knew, but I, I, in my brain, I thought, okay, well, at least it's water. It's not soda. It's not apple juice. And so my body can take care of that stuff. If it needs to, it can filter it out. At least I'm giving it water. And then whenever it was brought home to me that just giving it water is not enough, you've got to, you, your cells, you know, I would have clients say, you know, I don't, I don't want to drink that water. It just makes me go to the bathroom all day long. And I would think, and I literally have said these words to a couple of my clients. Look, you're young. Your legs work. Just go to the bathroom. So I wasn't hearing them, okay? I wasn't hearing what they were saying. What they're telling me is that they're not absorbing, their cells are not getting the benefit of that water because they needed more. 
And, um, you know, the marketing will tell you that um, all of these things, the Gatorade and all that stuff is the way you need to go when you're out sweating and you're playing football or, you know, whatever, and you need that Gatorade. Well, that's just marketing because mostly it's sugar, but it is very true that you do need some minerals in your water. And so what I what I am using is um, it's called Redmond's Real Salt, R-E-D-M-O-N-D-S. Um, I don't get a kickback on any of that. Um, it comes from Utah, and it's supposed to be the um, least, um, I don't want to say toxic, but it's like it's, it's clean, you know, because apparently a lot of the Himalayan sea salt and the Celtic sea salt, some of those, the way they're processed, there are things in them that you don't want. And so this one is supposed to be the, the best. And you just put just a pinch, just a little pinch in, in some of your water. You don't have to put it in all of your water. You shouldn't taste it, not so much that you're tasting it. So literally, I put it in a salt shaker. I just go wink, with one little thing in some of my water, not all of it, so that I'm getting those minerals. And I have noticed, because I always drink water before I go to bed, because I read several years ago that, because, you know, we all struggle with cortisol, and I read that if you drink water before you go to bed, it'll help with cortisol. Well, I can't tell you that it's helped, but I'm afraid to stop. So <laughs> I drink water, a glass of water before I go to bed. I also take some supplements, so I need water to take them with too. But what I've noticed is that I am sleeping later now. Rather than waking up at, like, one o'clock in the morning, I'm sleeping until about five o'clock. So my, I think that my addition of the salt in the water is hydrating my cells more. Mm. Interesting. So, and then, buddy, so we're talking about um, wellness and wellness goals. And what are the things that you tell uh, people so they stay motivated and committed to their wellness goals? What are some tips or tricks? Well, gosh, that's hard because it's going to be so subjective. Um, you know, if you have, if everybody in the house is on board with being well and eating better, that certainly makes it easier. And that's why over the past couple of years when my husband has started eating out, because, you know, when you eat that food, it, it's hyper palatable and it's got so much um, sodium and sugar and, and bad oils in it and everything that the food that you eat at home that doesn't have all this stuff is not as tasty to you. So it's easier if everybody's on board. If it's not, if everybody's not on board, a way to keep yourself motivated. The way what I do is I develop the belief that everything I'm feeding myself is making that choice for health, okay? And I get so excited. Like, we have a garden, and I grew some. Um, we have arugula in the garden, and we have radishes in the garden. And they come up really fast. And so I love a salad, and recently I've been on a big, huge salad kick. I don't eat just salad, but um, I really eat a lot of things, a lot of good food. But mm -hmm. I've been on this big salad kick, and I've been my – Lazy choice is the salads at Trader Joe's that are in bags um, that you get everything that you need. And there's one, it's E-L-O-T-E. -E. I don't know how to pronounce that, but holy cow, it's so good. And I add some chicken, but I went out there and I got my arugula and I added arugula to it and I chopped up a radish. And, you know, those are nutrient-dense foods 
and I'm adding to the cabbage that's already in there and making it even more neutral. And it just, it sounds really geeky. And I guess I am geeky, but it does make me very happy because I know I am chock full of good nutrition. And everything that I put in my mouth, my body was like, I recognize that. I can use it. Now, I probably eat too much of good food. I'm a big, I'm a volume eater. I admit that. So I always struggle with keeping my weight down too. But um, I would rather 20 pounds of good nutrition <laughs> than 20 pounds of McDonald's fries because I look a heck of a lot better with the good nutrition fat than I will with that fat that is just no value. There's nothing. Your body can't even recognize it, and it just makes you, you I don't know how to say the, what I'm trying to say here, but there's a difference. There's definitely a difference. So the way to keep yourself motivated is to talk to yourself and remind yourself that you're choosing life. You're choosing health. In this moment, you're choosing health. Get excited about mixing things together that um, have qualities that you're looking for. You know, I'm huge on um fighting inflammation. So I do a lot of anti-inflammatory foods. Um, and any time I can cre- recreate a, des- a food, not a dessert, a food, a meal that I've used, that I've eaten in the past when I was not eating healthily, I can I can make lasagna that is out of this world. Only I use zucchini noodles. So there's no carbs. You know, you're not getting the carbs. You're not, I mean, it's, it's and my meat is very, very lean and healthy. So, you know, I didn't hurt myself having lasagna. The thing that I have to do is make myself not have bread. That's the only thing that I'm like, I still can't find. I have recently found a stand-in for buns, and it's um, it's those chocolates. I don't know if everybody's seen that craze lately. But if you don't have an issue with dairy, it's actually a good stand-in for bread. So, But that's that's the thing. Just find a way to make it personal. And find a way to celebrate in your little self every time you make that choice because that motivates you. And when you see the results, and it'll slip up on you because you'll notice that, hey, look at that. I did, ooh, look at, and, or I haven't had anything. My knees haven't hurt. My hands haven't hurt in three weeks. And, you know, it slips up on you. It sneaks up. You don't realize it. And then you're like, ah, you know, and so that motivates you to keep going too. Did that answer that? Yes, thank you. So what do we bring Mary? Mary is calling here from Asheville. Okay. Hey, Mary. Uh, thank you. Hey, thank you so much for um, talking to me. Um, before, uh, I have something to ask you, but the first thing I want to ask you is uh, the sleep product. Can you give me the name of that that you use? Why don't you, and you know, and, and, and this is a sticky point. Uh, <laughs> Because I am uncertain if I'm allowed to tell you the name because I'm new with this company. But if Absolutely. you send me send me an email and I will send it right to. I'll send you all the information. Okay, thank you. Okay, so okay. I just wanted to thank you for everything that you shared. I am I am on board with everything that you've been talking about. I'm 72 years old and. I went to Duke Medical Center a long, long, long time ago when they were uh, experimenting with methotrexate so for psoriatic arthritis. I ended up with cirrhosis. A homeopathic mm-hmm. physician saved my life. Now he has retired. So mm. I'm kind of in, in a limbo right now. But I wanted to ask your advice on, um, well, first of all, are you familiar with Scalar, Scalar Wellness Energy, the the unit? the light units that you go and sit in 
Are you familiar I've with heard those? Of them. I am I've heard of them but that's it. I've and that and most recently okay. I don't I mean only recently I'm yeah. not. But I am okay. just now in learning about light. So carry on. Okay. So there's um there's there's a facility or a unit, whatever you want to call it, that's opened up here here in my town and I'm really wanting to 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 experiment with it and see if it's helpful. But I wanted to ask you what's happened to me is uh, my husband was for um, eight months deteriorating with cancer, and he passed away last month. And oh, what's happened I'm to sorry. me is I've gotten way off track, and I'm in a state of mourning and a state of grief. And I have I'm eating uh, chocolate candy here and there. Mm-hmm. I'm eating I'm eating some uh, corn chips here and there, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm eating a little bit of dairy. And I totally am anti-inflammatory diet, so that's what actually keeps me alive. And I agree with what you say, like Hippocrates said, that let your food be your medicine, let your medicine be your food. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I live. So I agree with all of that that you've, you've shared with us. But do you have any advice for me right now that I can get a grip on myself and get back on the wagon because, like I said, I've been eating some sugar and I feel like crap. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like it's it has exacerbated my mourning and my grieving. And it, and it, so that's that's a big question. Do you have people around you that will support you, or did was it just you and your husband? Well, um, I do have a support group. I have, I have, I'm, you know, have uh, a spiritual, I have a couple of spiritual groups I'm involved with, and then the hospice people are mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. psychologist, social worker. They're they're very supportive. So, yeah, um, I just need. I'm I'm living alone, and I just, you know, like you were talking about, it takes the willpower, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I just wondered if you had some kind of magic. <laughs> Um, well, and you know, the thing is, this is what works for me. Um, keep it in the house, and I'm not going to get in the car and go to the store and buy it whenever I'm wanting those things. And that's old programming, Mary. So spend some time thinking about it. It seriously is old programming. You've come through years now. How many years ago did you say you were diagnosed, and how many years ago have, did you make the switch to anti-inflammatory foods? Oh, many, a few decades ago, yeah. Yeah, see, so this is old programming from from before you knew better, okay? And you have, and, and so it's like you're going back to that and don't let it win. It, it, that stuff, I think that stuff that we carry from our childhood, those things we learn, I don't think they ever go away. I think that we are very, very prone to return to them because, I mean, years and years ago I smoked. Sometimes to this day, I haven't smoked in years and years and years and years, decades. To this day, I sometimes will think, hmm, I think I need a cigarette, you know. And it's just old programming. Because when I was a kid, it was totally acceptable to smoke. My parents smoked. Everybody smoked. Everybody was cool smoke, you know. But same thing with the food. And the food, and there also is a physiologic response from chocolate and chips. And, you know, again, the chemist made it, perfect combination of sugar, salt, and fat. They know that it's going to increase your dopamine, give you a warm rush of feeling, and make you happy. Okay? So beware using that as your happy. Um, 
And I seriously would just, I would just get it out of my house. It's not anything that you need. Find you some options that are not um, as delicious to you. I keep um, the CSA chips, S-I-E-T-E. Have you tried any of those? Yes. Yeah, I get those occasionally when I'm craving. Yeah. And the the ones with the lime, they're really good and there's no grain. So it's not so bad with the inflammation. Um, And um, the chocolate I buy, um, um, they're called Unreal Bars. And it's got coconut and dark chocolate and not a lot of bad ingredients. So whenever I'm jonesing for something, I will try. I will have, as a matter of fact, I had one before I got on this thing. <laughs> before I got okay. on this call. Um, okay. You know, you, you are the one that's going to the grocery store and deciding what to put in your cart. And so yep. whenever you go, that also is an act of taking care of yourself. Stay out of those middle aisles. There's nothing there that's, I mean, the middle eyes are like the jungle. Something's going to bite mm-hmm. you and hurt you there. Um, mm-hmm. So make better choices and find things that satisfy you in this time of mourning because, yes, you are mourning and grieving and and you every once in a while need, but, we, but also start working on your perspective of comfort food because is it comfort food if it causes you to have a flare? It's not really comfort food. It's destroying you if it causes you to have, you know, if it causes your psoriatic arthritis to act up or if it causes you to to start struggling again. So it's not really comfort food. But we have it in our head. It's comfort food, you know, because we learned that as a child. My grandmother was my favorite person in the whole wide world. And every time that I would go to her house, which was very frequently, she'd say, I made you a pan of biscuits over there. And that woman can make mm-hmm. some biscuits like you just wouldn't believe. So in my mm-hmm. brain, in my young brain, I associate biscuits with love. And oh, I yeah. am gluten intolerant. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. So, I, hear you. I you know, yeah. I still long for a biscuit, but that's usually when I'm feeling the saddest. Right. And 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 I, I'm the same way. I grew up with a family that, you know, they didn't know any better. My mother didn't know right. any better. She cooked like her mother had taught her. So anyway, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I'm I'm fortunate that there's a restaurant. I live near Asheville and it's a it's it's a really progressive town. I don't know if you're aware but I am and I'm uh, jealous of all the resources you that, have there. I am. There, there, there's a restaurant down the street that makes these huge cat head gluten-free biscuits. Oh, and, my uh, stars. Once in a while, I, I, I go, go for one. Once in a while. What's but, the name um, of that restaurant, Mary? <laughs> it's a Blue, Blue Ridge Biscuit Company. It's here in, well, okay. well, it's actually Black Mountain, which is right outside of Asheville, Black Mountain. Yep, even better. It's, I it's have a called, good friend that lives there. Yep. It's called Blue Ridge Biscuit Company, and they make these okay. unusual. And right beside of it is a place called the Dough House that makes gluten-free donuts. I have to be careful with too much of that, but I could try those gluten-free biscuits, and we may have to go visit um, our friend Claudia. <laughs> yeah. If we do, yeah. Mary, we'll call you. <laughs> Okay, and call ahead to call ahead to them because they sell out of them quickly. Call ahead if you're going really? to Teresa. Yeah, Blue Ridge mm-hmm. Biscuit Company. He also owns a, a, a place in Black Mountain called Fresh Wood Fired Pizza, mm-hmm. 
and make really, really good gluten-free pizzas too. But anyway. And I will tell you that I have learned that it can be damaging to my gut to have too much gluten-free things because at the end of the day, gluten-free things are still processed food. Okay? So beware having too much of that. Beware. It's great to have resources, but still don't imbibe too frequently just because in my experience, it tore my stomach up. And and I, and I would just add to that is that when you are going through um, a loss, also you need to give you time to cry and to really mm-hmm. feel the pain of losing your partner, your whoever you see that that loved one when when that person passed, you are allowed to grieve and you are allowed to feel. Um, angry and to feel all of the feelings that you go through when you have someone that you lose and not blame yourself from that. It's just allow that time to go deep into the desperation until you touch the very, very bottom of that, what you're going through. Because sometimes we are always trying to uh, not let it it happen, right? We are always trying to avoid the feelings, to avoid the pain, to right. avoid recognition of that with food, with anything that distracts you. So just allow mm-hmm. that time to grieve because it's hard. It's hard when you lose someone you love and it is hard for many reasons. And there are so many um, things that develop after that and feelings that you never thought they were there, that they come and they arise at that moment. So just allow you to be. That would be my my contribution there. And, And also always, always hold foremost in your mind the importance of supporting yourself so that you're not simply grieving and moving through all of this heavy emotional stuff and you're not compound. You are doing that, but you're not compounding it by becoming physically ill. So make good choices. That sounds so passe, but truly. And and you, and you were talking about uh, the circadian rhythm. Now is a, a big thing, Mary. So you should look into that. I, I, you live in the beautiful place of Asheville. So just try to go out in the morning and greet the sun when it's coming out. And then at night when it's coming out, greet the sun. And you'll see a, a big transformation in your mood and your energy and many areas mm-hmm. of your life. And it helps you sleep. It helps you. It sets your clock so that your body is working the way that it's supposed to. And it's getting back into its rhythms because you've come through a harrowing several months. Um, so now it's time for you to nurture yourself back into that level of health that you're accustomed to. And, uh, Buddy, if people want to work with you, they want to contact you in your website, can you share us that information? Um, your email is workwithbobby at gmail.com. So how do you write, Bobby? How do I do what? How do you write, spell your name, Bobby? Oh, work with Bobby, B-O-B-B-I. It's all one one thing, work, W-O-R-K-W-I-T-H-B-O-B-B-I at gmail.com. Be like boy. 
And if they want to go to your website and check your products. Oh, yeah, that's where you can find it, Mary. It's www.awakenednation, A-W-A-K-E-N-D, nation, N-A-T-I-O-N, dot com, forward slash, be like boy, L-C-L-A-R-K. Thank you. Is there anything that you want to leave us today before we say goodbye? No, I have enjoyed this. And I hope that I was able to impart something that folks can grab onto and utilize to um, help themselves be well because um, we are the only ones who really, really care about our own wellness. And we are the ones that have to, we have to grab onto it and create it. So um, if anybody has additional questions, please just email me. I will answer you. And um, I think that's it. I want to thank you again, Claudia, because it's been fun. It's been fun, and you see, an hour goes by so fast when you're having fun with friends. I can't believe it's 1 (laughs) o'clock. So thank you, everybody, and remember, Bobby will be back, so put it on your calendars, and check it out every Friday at noon. See you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.